How's it going, Pickleball World? Welcome to Third Shot, the podcast where we are bringing the pickleball community together and growing the game internationally. How's it going, Bridgie? It's going well. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. And how are you, Russ? I'm doing great. All nice. is good over here. Good. And over here, right, you are probably sitting in the rain like I am, not getting to play very much pickleball recently. Yeah, it has been storming like crazy. Uh, the The last uh, podcast, I talked about my son doing track. They actually did a track meet. It was pouring rain. It was so bad. It was crazy. They they finally when they got to the hurdles the hurdles they they decided to to stop the whole thing because it was just like it was such a sloppy mess like puddles all over the track. It was it was awful. And I was thinking, uh, I bet you there's still people over at the pickleball courts, <laughs> even though it's raining. <laughs> Well, you know what? It's crazy because I see all these posts of people in the East Coast playing pickleball in the snow, oh, like geez. in the sleet, right? It's amazing. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. Like out here in California, if it's a little slippery on the court, we're like, oh, no, no, injury. No, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> I, I feel so wimpy that we're not out there if it's you know just a little wet. Uh, you know what? Uh, speaking of wet, we got to wet our whistles here for the beginning of the show. Uh, we, I, I've never announced the, the first shot before, so let's uh, let's do the first shot. All right. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Yeah. What's it like over there in Vegas right now, Bridge? Well, last week we had some crazy weather, and I think you being here can attest to it too, where you have a beautiful morning and then – Come noon, one o'clock, it's like a whole other place. Like, I don't understand where this weather comes from, but we had winds and I think it, last week it was storming at some point. So, you know, you wake up thinking you're going to play pickleball. I brought my stuff to work, going to hit up the courts afterwards, but with winds up to like 40 miles per hour, mm. I just didn't. <laughs> I think the ball would just come back at me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, the, actually that brings up an interesting question. So winds up to 40 miles an hour. Would you rather play in the rain or in a windy day? If it wasn't rainy and I mean, if it wasn't windy and it was just rain, I yeah. would pick rain. You'd pick rain. How would I you rest? Wind. Uh, I, I would take wind because I, I just there was one time like uh, long ago. This was like back in my like high school days. Uh, we decided to play tennis in the rain at me and a couple of friends. We all got so sick afterwards. Oh. <laughs> I was just like, I'm never going to do this again. So, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good without playing in the rain. I, I just, I feel like the, and but the wind is a pain. I mean, it's, it's not easy, but it's for me, it, given the, 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 uh, the two evil choices there. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'll take wind. <laughs> Uncle, what would you pick? You know, I hate to geek out on this question because <laughs> it's such a simple question, but. I would rather play in the rain. Well, no, I'm sorry. I would rather play in the wind if the wind was just, you know, f the same direction of the court. If the wind is going mm -hmm. 25 mile an hour sideways, it's so difficult to keep the ball in. <laughs> mm. And, uh, you know, so then I would choose the rain. But if it's just going front back, you know, to the court and you just have to adjust how hard you're hitting the ball or how much you're spinning the ball, I would choose that. So... 
simple question. Why did I get so detailed on my answer there, guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, only if the wind is going in a certain direction. Right. Otherwise, you know, right. <laughs> so all these court designers, when you're putting out, when you're building pickleball courts, do a wind sample, you know, and figure out which direction the wind blows in that area. You're going to get more play exactly. if it's I mean, not it's going hard across enough the to, courts. to get these courts, but one more request. Right. <laughs> one more. Just one more request. It's an easy, a simple request, right, from just Uncle Greg saying, hey, you know, I don't like playing in crosswinds. Anyway, <laughs> so it's been raining here, and I did get out to play one day. And I was so excited because it's been raining for, I don't know, it just seems like forever, but I got that, got out to play one day and I'm just, you know, pickup game, right? We're just going out there, meeting new people, playing with different players. So there was this one player, he was really good. And, you know, I had never met him before. I don't think many of the players that were playing that day had ever met with him because they were asking him his name and stuff like that. But he was really good. The one thing though, we we're all playing doubles is that he would just dominate his side of the, I mean, he would dominate the points. He would cross over. He would rarely let his partners hit any shots. He was moving well over to the other player's side of the court to basically cover every shot. I mean, it was almost impossible to get it past him to the other player. And even though he was winning every match, I was thinking to myself, if you don't know the people, and this is like your first or maybe second time playing, and it's not like you're a team or anything, and you have this as uh, a strategy, is that kind of rude? How, how does, Bridgie, have you ever dealt with that? Would somebody come in and just like take over and you barely get any shots in a match? Yes, absolutely. And I'll tell you, as a be- when I was starting off playing and this happened to me, it was such a slap to my confidence. Like Playing with somebody like that who just took over the court just made me feel like, oh my gosh, like I don't even know what I'm doing. This guy who's my partner doesn't think I can handle myself. So it was a blow to the confidence for sure. But on the flip side too, I've also had some very good players play with me and they tell me like, you know, I'm stronger on this side. And so I'm going to come over a little bit more if you can cover the other side a little bit more. So then it makes it feel like it's more of like a team decision rather than just somebody coming in and stepping into your side of the court and taking literally every single return. Yeah, and that's actually what I did with them when I partnered with them. I I obviously played against them a number of times, but I also partnered with them a couple of times. And the first time we played together, he was doing this whole thing where he's just dominating the whole court. So the second time I said, hey, where do you want me positioned so that you don't have to cover the entire court? (laughs) Great. Yeah. That's a very good way to put it. What was his response? Yeah. And he goes, okay, when I shift here, I want you to be here. When I shift here and I go, okay, I got it covered. Right. I will do that. And it, it was better. So I think that little bit of communication and just getting that clarification. So it did feel more like a team to him as well. I think mm-hmm. helped, but I don't. I didn't see him doing that with anybody else because I don't think anybody else asked him that question. So it was a little bit. I felt awkward for everybody out there. Everybody was going, "Okay, he's dominating," but this isn't necessarily the fun that I think we all could have had. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the people that he was playing with and doing this to, 
did you kind of see it in their body language that they were not appreciative of it? I think they were intimidated because mm-hmm. he was that good. I think they were intimidated. They didn't want to say anything, but I could tell that they wanted to play more. <laughs> they just wanted to get some shots in, right? I mean, it's nice to win, but I think we all want to work on our games. We want to play. We want to enjoy it. We want to hit our good shots too, right? We don't want to just – exactly. Yeah, so I think it was just a little uncomfortable. But um, I was curious, you know, to get everybody's opinion on that because that was the first time I saw it to that extreme in a pickup game. Now, I've seen teams that play together all the time kind of have that agreement. But just when you're meeting playing with strangers, I've never seen anything quite like that. Yeah, it could definitely be tough to navigate. Russ, being a new player of pickleball, I don't know if this has happened to you, but if it did, how would you feel about it? I don't know. You know, I mean, it, it, we're, we're kind of getting into my, my learning more territory here of like, uh, I'm still trying to figure out things with, with all of this. And I'm not really sure on like what... Um, I guess what's sportsman like conduct in this, right? Like what are the, the etiquette rules of pickleball? Cause I, I don't know how I'd feel at this point. Like I, I, for that one, I, I don't know. Um, I, I mean, I, I would, uh, I don't know. And I, I don't know if I'm that person. You, you've got me questioning myself. So <laughs> <laughs> and we should toss it over to that. Like, what are the etiquette rules? Like, what should I be concerned about when I'm out there? You know, it's kind of tough to talk about them because we always say how welcoming and inclusive pickleball is. So I don't want to scare anybody off saying, oh, there's like, (laughs) you know, all these different rules that you have to follow and know ahead of time. But you kind of pick it up as you go along. And recently one I did see on Instagram, somebody had asked at the end of a match, you know, everybody goes to the net and they say good game. But there's pretty much two ways of shaking hands but it's with the paddle and so you can either go handle to handle or paddle face to paddle face and I didn't get to see the response on the Instagram story vote but for me I always go handle to handle because some people are very protective of their paddles mm-hmm. you don't know how much they spent on it what kind of quality and whatever it is um, so I always do handle to handle but that's just one of the small etiquette things what about you uncle well, you know the old saying, it takes two to tango. Well, you know, I, I like going handle, but then some people just put their face out, right? So then I tap their face yeah. <laughs> with my handle. Sometimes <laughs> they'll flip it to their handle and we tap handles. Then the other thing is when somebody hits a good shot, usually, you know, kind of etiquette is you tap paddles. But like Bridgie says, some people are really sensitive about, you know, scratching up their paddle. So what do you do there? And my thing is like, okay, if they put their paddle out, I'm going to tap it really lightly, right? They're kind (laughs) of inviting me to tap, but I I don't want to mess up their paddle. I don't want to mess up my paddles. I just tap as lightly as possible. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little tap. Just a little touch. Yeah. (laughs) Good job. Yeah, I've seen people give like full on high fives with their paddles, like face to face. And it's... Slamming the kind of, maybe I'm one of those sensitive people, but I kind of, you know, get shocked by it when I see it. Especially yeah. when you see, some, you know, the prices of some of these paddles, like you don't want to do something like that that could actually ruin your paddle. Like, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, I had oh, so, so that's one time that this last time I played, I was playing against that dominant guy, and we were trying our hardest. Me and this, me and this guy that I was playing with were trying our hardest, and he hit one right up the middle, and both of us swung at it, and we just slammed our paddles together. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and I immediately, I looked out at my paddle like that sounded like it damaged my paddle. But, <laughs> Luckily, my paddle survived, but like that happens too. I mean, I can only imagine to purposely go and, hey, let's high five, dude. Good shot. No, I'm not doing that. That's <laughs> right, funny. Right. They are pretty sturdy, though, those they paddles. Are. They are. I, I remember the owner of Single Double telling us when she was creating her paddles, she was trying to break them and she couldn't break them. So, uh, not that we should try to break our paddles, but yeah, they are pretty sturdy. <laughs> Nice, nice. There was uh, one pro that I saw on Instagram. I don't know what the call was, but he got so mad and he slammed his paddle in, on the court and it took off and it went into the stands of the people watching. <laughs> oh, wow. And he almost hit somebody with it. And then I think oh. he issued an apology afterwards. But that is not the etiquette, Russ. No. That's right. still considered bad sportsmanship. So. Okay. Keep it together out there. Okay. So, well, every time I score, I just scream out in your face. I, I feel like that's <laughs> that's totally fine. Um. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not hurting anybody's paddle. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You might just, you might be just, hurting just, their feelings, but that's about it. They, they can deal with that. <laughs> well, fortunately, I haven't scored yet, so it's it's fine. I haven't, I haven't had the chance. <laughs> All right. So there's my, I, I snuck in my learning more question this time. So that's what's happening over on the learning more side of things. What's happening on the podcast today? Well, when we come back from break, we have the owners of Kinzer with us. They have a fantastic clothing brand. I just love their style. I love how they market some of their ambassadors as well. So we're going to get into it. When we come back, we have the owners of Kinzer. It's Bridgie and Uncle Greg from Third Shot Podcast. We've been wearing some gear from Kinzer Brand, and we are getting so many compliments on the courts. Check out their pickleball clothing line for men and women featuring the quick-dry fabric that's stretchy and super comfortable. It's perfect to wear for those long matches on sunny days. Check them out at kinzer.brand on Instagram and their website, kinzer.com. That's spelled K-I-N-Z-S-E-R.com. And use promo code Third Shot Podcast at checkout for fifteen percent off. See, See you on, on the courts. Welcome back to Third Shot, everyone. Please check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Third Shot Podcast, or on Twitter search for at Third Shot Pod. Richie and I are thrilled to be joined by Rodrigo and Eric Reyes, owners of Kinzer Brand. How's it going, guys? Good, good. Thank you for having us. Very excited to be here. Oh, we can't wait to get started. But as you know the tradition, we are going to get started by toasting Kinzer Brand. So cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, my goodness. That was good. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. Yes, it was. Now we can get the questions flowing, yes. the answers are ready to have a good time, right? Oh, yeah. Much needed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think, you know, we always start off the show by asking our guests how they started playing pickleball, because that's what's really tying all of us together and why Uncle and I are doing our podcast is spreading the love and the word of pickleball. So 
how did you two first get your start in pickleball? Well, um, first of all, we, we, we grew up playing tennis uh, since we were, we were very little in Bolivia. Uh, we we're originally from a city called Santa Cruz. And then eventually we just continue our journeys um, in the United States. We, we end up playing college tennis. And then after a few years, we started seeing pickleball, um, just the beginnings of pickleball, right? And I heard a few people saying how fun it was and how, you know, social, easy to learn. And then it just woke up our, my attention and I, I'm sure for Rodrigo as well. And we decided to, to give it a try. I mean, being a racket sports, uh, it's always just very exciting for us. I also play paddle. Um, oh wow! Okay, it's it, it's different for sure, but anything that has to do with a racket, I'm I, I always get excited. And um, once I tried pickleball, uh, of course, I I did the mistake of going and playing it as 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 tennis, right? And, <laughs> and then people were starting to tell me, well, starting to tell me this is how it is. And then once you start to understanding the game, it just becomes more fun. And now a few years later. I just think it's it's a wonderful sport um, made for everyone. You know, it's it's so inclusive and it's it's so great to see how people enjoy it and have fun with it. And I think that's a, a really big difference uh, between pickleball and tennis. Um, just how you know inclusive it is, how social and how fun. So <clears throat> definitely very exciting to see where this is gonna go. But yeah, that's uh, that's on my side. What yeah. about you, Rodrigo? Yeah, well, the first time I discovered pickleball, it was my senior year in college. Uh, they were playing, in, we were they were playing indoors, and my tennis coach was also starting to play, to play pickleball. And she asked me to play one time, and like she just gave us paddles and balls, and we were in. It was in a, inside inside a, a basketball court, mm -hmm. so with the portable nets, and me and my teammates we were playing basically tennis. <laughs> on the pickleball court. We so you were doing overhead like, serves and everything? Overhead serves and everything, <laughs> serve and volley. We didn't know the rules or anything. That was the very first time when I discovered pickleball. That was in 2015, I think. But what college were you at? I went to Southwestern Christian University in okay. Oklahoma City. Okay. And after that, I will graduate. I started teaching tennis in New York. We were living in New York with Eric. Well, he's, he's still in New York. Um, I started teaching tennis in New York and after three years, I think in 2018, I decided to move down to Florida and I never played pickleball in New York, but I decided to get my pickleball certification because I was moving down here and I said, okay, pickleball is huge in Florida. I might teach pickleball, who knows? So I did my certification without even playing. I, it was funny because <laughs> when I show up. I show up to my certification with a wooden paddle. Like I didn't wow. Paddle. And you got certified yeah. using a wooden paddle. Yes, I got certified. They didn't kick you out my... right then? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they actually, they, they laugh at me. They should have. <laughs> they, they, they laugh at me. You know, uh, Sarah Unsbury, she's like a big pickable player. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She was doing the certification and she asked me, I'm like, is that, do you like that paddle or is that the only thing that you have? And I said, this is the only thing I have. So she lent me her paddle and I did the certification with her paddle, which was like mind blowing because I've never played with a different paddle. 
That's and amazing. <laughs> that, and she she divided us like tennis players and non-tennis players. So she put me with a be- better group and I did well with them. I had a little bit of teaching like tennis background. I I, I was certified in tennis also for like three di- different certifications. So I knew how to coach, but just knowing the game, it was different. The strategies of the game was way different. But then after that, like I, I fell in love with pickleball and I started playing I, when I moved to Florida, uh, I started taking it a little bit more serious during the quarantine because mm. it was one of the only things available to play. Right. Uh, so, so then I started to play more and more and more. Like I now, I play probably three, four times a week. I teach every day. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Like yeah. Alex says, so social. It's you meet great people. You just it's go the there best. for hours. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the it's best amazing. sport going. It's very, really it's very addicting. Very addicting. Yeah. And Eric, you're teaching as well? Yes. So I'm in Westchester, New York. And, well, our, we mainly teach tennis. And because of the cold weather, I mean, there's there, there are building, like, a lot of new facilities around the area here, and which is very exciting. But because our club has hard to records, it's sometimes people don't love it, but I mean, you can still play. It's just that the bounce is just not the same, right? Right. So they just built actually two brand new hard courts and we started using them by the end of the summer. So people were very happy about it. So I'm, I'm pretty sure now coming, the summer is coming. So spring, You'll get a lot more play. People yeah. will really, really start playing way more, which is really cool because right now we are playing indoor tennis and unfortunately i don't get to play it as much as rodrigo but yes i I do also teach it and it's really it's really fun every time i get the opportunity it's just very enjoyable so i'm curious between the two of you who decided to start kinzer brand how did that come about it was actually me who decided but like we are like brothers because we grew up right we were next door neighbors and yeah. I mentioned to him, like, we're not going to be teaching tennis our entire life. So we need to start something for ourselves. And we, like he said, like we grew up playing tennis and we always try to look good when we play. We try to like wear comfortable stuff. And there was, uh, my inspiration was Gymshark. It's a gym clothing brand mm-hmm. that he started from nothing, knowing nothing about it. And I was looking up to him and I, I mentioned to Eric, why don't we start something like our own clothing line? Like, because we always try to look good and we play, it, it feels good when we play, when we wearing something really nice. So, and he said, yes, let's do it. Let's give it a try and let's see how far we can go. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a no brainer. It's, I remember the day he called me and he, he brought the idea and I was like, you know what? I mean, I want I want to do it with you. I feel like there's a lot of potential, and we know it's gonna take a tough time for sure. And right now, there's so many brands out there, and it's it's very competitive. But we understand that. But at the same time, like he said, I mean, we have a lot of years of experience combined, and we know what feels good. Um, one of our taglines yeah. is "Designed by athletes, made for youth." You know, so it's 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 very cool to see people really liking the clothing and giving great feedback so we know we know what looks good and we're very excited for for what's coming in the future 
Yeah, not only does it feel good, but like you said, it looks really good. Um, For our listeners who haven't seen it yet, I highly suggest checking them out, checking out their website and seeing their product firsthand because it is classy and it's got a really nice look to it. Um, I was wondering, though, where the two of you came up with the name Kinzer. Um, so, well, um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, so, so because our <laughs> last name, it's a, uh, yeah, well, he will give his version, right? Because it's a funny one. But Reyes, <laughs> the, the last name Reyes translates to kings in English. And we were like, you know what? Maybe we should start it with kings. And it's a cool, you know, we, we feel we have a great logo, you know, cool yep. logo. Yeah. We were like Kings, Reyes, and but it was already taken, unfortunately. So then we started playing with the name and we said, why don't why don't we do Kings? It's catchy. And because it's the two of us, Eric and Rodrigo, we put the, the E and the R at the end. Ah. And then it started to sound cool and we, we started to like it. And the more we said it, the more it made more sense to go down that road instead of doing Kings only. And yeah, that's that's my that's my version of the name, Rodrigo. What do you think? Yeah, no, it's not well, a, what's the other that's, version? I hear there's a yeah, that's I version. Yeah, version. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's that's my version. That's my version. Yeah, yeah, that's the only version. That's that's correct. Well, yeah, not so, only do you guys understand, you know, how to a brand, but you understand how to market. I love your marketing. One of the things that really caught my eye about when I found you guys on um, Instagram is how you do your ambassador program and you really feature each one of your ambassadors kind of like a playing card, right? And you you make them look like a star. And, and, and these people look like they're pro pickleball players, but most of them are amateurs. You do have, I think, a couple of pros on, on, on your team as well. But I just love yeah. the way you did the marketing. Who comes up with all that? Do you do the two of you, the two of you yourselves or do you have somebody helping you? It's just the two, oh, of, us. two of us. Yeah. yeah. Um, just the two of us. Uh, mostly I'll take care of the social media also. Like I am in contact with the, the ambassadors and when they win, like, I'm so proud, like they they're wearing our brand out there. Yeah. So I want I want them to make them feel special. I mean, they're really special for us because they're helping us a lot. So when I do those Instagram posts, they they love it, and I think that's a great marketing for for our branding for them. They they also share it with their friends, with their family, yeah. and it's it's amazing what they're doing for us too. Yeah, it, it looks it not only looks good, but they they feel good. And we want them to feel motivated, <clears throat> and <clears throat> especially with this with this sport growing so much, you get to see yourself on social media with that, and it's just incredible, right? You're like, wow, um, it just motivates you to keep going. So it's a it's a really con- cool concept, and I have to give a lot of credit to Rodrigo for that because yeah, we we talk a lot about it, and we're just doing it the two of us now. Eventually, of course, we would love to have a team behind. Uh, we know it's going to happen, but yeah, yeah, it's the two of us for now. I think what Uncle was hinting at is I think he wants a feature. He, <laughs> is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can do definitely That's do why that. he was asking. Yeah, well, I don't want to be obvious. But, like uh, yeah, well. <laughs> I can definitely I do never, that. You yeah. know, you know I, I grew up playing sports. I never had a playing card. I never, you know. This I is never, your chance. This, yeah. this could be my shot. I could be somebody. <laughs> and you have a tournament coming up right we do and you know you are um you know so grateful for you guys to be able to contribute and, and support us at the shamrock open 
Um, we definitely want people to stop by our, our uh, booth. We're going to be doing interviews and we're going to have some Kinzer gear. It'll be part of the oh. raffle. So um, absolutely. I'm going to be sporting it out there. So please, you know, stop by and, and say hello. Awesome. Yeah, of course. So thank yeah, you to some, both of you. Yeah, for, send me, for your send me some pictures. Oh, for send sure. me some picture and you got and you got you got the postcard. <laughs> Absolutely. Hopefully I hit one winner and then we get that shot. <laughs> it, it just takes the one. It just yeah, takes the one. You know what I probably need is some pickleball lessons from the two of you. And you know, unfortunately we gotta take a quick break. When we come back from break, I want to get into a little bit about the tennis versus pickleball because you're very, both of you are very unique where you have both uh, backgrounds. And I I want to ask some questions about the differences. So when we come back, yeah, we will be with Rodrigo and Eric Reyes of Kinzer Brand. And we'll talk a little bit about pickleball versus tennis. Come back. We've been wearing some gear from Kinzer Brand and we are getting so many compliments on the court. Check out their pickleball clothing line for men and women featuring the quick dry fabric that's stretchy and super comfortable. It's perfect to wear for those long matches on sunny days. Check them out at Kinzer.brand on Instagram and their website, Kinzer.com. That's spelled K-I-N-Z-S-E-R.com. And use promo code ThirdShotPodcast at checkout for 15% off. See you on the course. Welcome back to Third Shot. This is our third segment, and we are joined by Rodrigo and Eric Reyes, the owners of Kinzer. Welcome back, y'all. Hello. Thank you. And we get to do our favorite shot of the show, the third shot. So please join me. Cheers, Cheers, guys. Cheers. And I've got to ask because I saw some fun bottles over there. What are you two uh, drinking tonight? I am well, drinking I tequila Tanteo here. Um, really good, actually. Got it through the holidays, and it's really yummy. You got a tequila. And Rodrigo, what was it that you have? I have Jameson. St. Patrick's Day is coming, so I always oh, have one in Jameson. Spirit. Oh, yeah. There we go. Shamrock <laughs> Open is coming. We got the Jameson. What are you guys out. drinking? That's the question. I am uh, drinking a little vodka today. So, wow. um, yeah. Me too. Yeah. I, great mind. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little great goose going tonight. Ooh, yeah. Nice. That's See, cool. my, my glow is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So before the break, I teased a little bit. You know, you guys teach both tennis and pickleball. You know, what's the biggest difference in teaching those two different sports? I mean, I, I, they're both racket sports, but I think they're very different. I've played both. You know, tennis was my kind of one of my things growing up, and then I shifted over to pickleball in the past year and a half now. And even though they're similar, but they're not. They're very different. So I was just from a teacher's point of view, what's it like teaching both sports? Well, um, <clears throat> I, I started personally playing tennis when I was six years old. And then by, by eight years old, I was already very competitive and traveling. And, and I knew how technical it was. It's, it's extremely technical. So, the, I mean, it's just, it, it can like quickly discourage new players. For example, if you start a little late, 
right? Um, I think with pickleball, it's just way easier to learn. Uh, I've been teaching tennis now for, for a lot of years and different levels come always. And it's just, it's, it's very challenging for some people to get it right away. And for some others, you know, they get it a little bit quicker, better hand-eye coordination, stuff like that. But I, I think the main thing is how technical it is. Um, but then after pickleball, of course, there's a lot of strategy behind that you need to learn. But I think that would be the, the main thing to, to compare the both of them. Um, and also, like I said before, uh, pickleball allows so many more people to, to enjoy, exercise, learn, socialize. Uh, in tennis, you do see that, but not as, as often, in my opinion, as you see with pickleball these days. I've seen on social media so many places that are opening that have like cool bars and a set of like courts there, you know, and it's a fun vibe. Yeah. So I, I gotta I gotta ask you, Eric, why do you think tennis doesn't have that same vibe? You know, um I I've seen it myself. And for example, if you are an advanced player, and I mean this with all respect, right? If you're an advanced player, but then someone who's a new player comes in and wanna play in a group of like maybe four eight people, it's just not going to be as enjoyable, you know? Mm -hmm. um, just because of obvious reasons, if you've been playing for a long time, uh, I feel like it's just, yes, you can make it make it fun if you're friends and everything, but at, at the end of the day, it really takes a lot of time to get good at tennis. Um, I'm not saying you can get really good at pickleball right away, but it's definitely easier to hit the ball. It's easier on the body. The, the ball is lighter, you know, it's just, the, the rallies are like, people compare it with ping pong, so that that's what i think yeah um yeah. yeah no it's it's different um teaching tennis and teaching pickleball right now as right now i enjoy more teaching pickleball than tennis it's easier to interact with your clients you're right there in front of them um like teaching tennis as eric said it's very technical it's very hard if you start at a, at a late age um, is if you play uh, like at mid thirties, you start playing at mid thirties or mid twenties, you're going to hit one ball, two balls, and then you're going to go and pick it up. And then you're going to hit another one ball, two balls, and then go and pick it up and pick a ball. You're going to start rallying right away in the, yeah. in the first five minutes, you're going to start going back and forth. And that's what is fun. That's why it's, it's more enjoyable. So yeah, I, I remember I did an outing during the summer last year and it was a, an outing that it was for tennis and pickleball. So we started with tennis and like people were really struggling. Obviously everyone, everybody was having fun, but then we went to pickleball and just people were having way more fun, you know, and, and I'm a guy who grew up ten playing tennis. I mean, I love tennis. I played professionally in the past and I'm, I'm obsessed with tennis. But then when I saw that, I was like, wow, this is very enjoyable to watch and to play. Cause sometimes we get to be the fourth player with people that are beginners. Or, or advance in pickleball, and it's, it's really fun. Everyone is really enjoying it. And and I think I, I have to give a lot of credit to the sport for that. And, I mean, there's a lot of anti-pickleball out there that are tennis players, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, yeah, and I started just, like that. Like, just super clear, as, as we as are, as of course, pro-pickleball. <laughs> yeah, we love pickleball, but as, my first impression was like, no, that looks boring. Oh, that looks, <laughs> that, that's kind of stupid. Like, I don't want to play that. But then after I tried it, and then I play with good people. I lost so many times. I say, okay, I need to get better at this. I, it's, 
I can do it. Because at the beginning, I was playing tennis on the pickleball court, which it, it helped at a certain level. Then as soon as I started playing with better players, it didn't work. I was losing and losing and losing. I, I had to slow it down. I had mm-hmm. to I had to understand that it was a different game, different strategies. Regardless, like it's like a paddle similar to the racket, a ball, but it's the strategy of the game, understanding the game is way different than tennis. That's interesting because I don't come from a tennis background. So when I hear about this feud between tennis players and pickleball players, it's hard for me to kind of grasp it just because I've never been in the tennis world. But hearing your two's perspective of it, it, it does kind of help me understand what the differences are between the two and maybe why um, some tennis players would be less accepting of pickleball as a sport and maybe vice versa. But, um, you know, I'm I'm not a professional pickleball player or anything like that. So I'm curious um, what you two have noticed as maybe some of the biggest challenges that when you're coaching, you've noticed people when they're trying to pick up the game of pickleball. One of the things that I've noticed, uh, especially with tennis players or people that have played tennis quite a few years, they, they have a really hard time to slowing it down. They don't want to slow the ball down. They just want to hit it hard and hard. And that it works at the beginning or it works for some teams. But if you play with a team that knows that ball is coming fast at you, it's not going to work because you're not going to have the same reaction time when that ball comes faster at you to hit a better shot. You're just going to keep popping the ball up and it does and that you're going to be in defense all the time. So that's one of the things that I notice when, where I teach, um, trying to uh, le- like understand so they can understand that they need to bring the ball down and slower so they have time to react. Yeah, and I, I have to agree with that. I, I feel like a little bit of lack of patience for sure. It's yes. one of the main things. Have, and- you, have you been watching me play? <laughs> <laughs> How well, did you we know? All I, I used to do the same thing. I used to think once, and then this next one, boom, speed up. Yeah, and then it's done. It's 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 incredible because when when I teach and I see, I mean, people really love to hit it hard, and I don't blame them. It's fun. Um, you know, it, it it has a good feel, and then you have to really explain them that being patient and control the tempo of it. It's just it's just very important, you know. And once they start doing it. They're like, oh, you know, and that's where it's rewarding for us to really see the progress of that. So it definitely takes time. But yeah, lack of patience would be one of the big ones for sure. Well, one of the things that Bridgie and I just got a kind of tip on is stance and footwork to make sure mm-hmm. your feet are positioned right to, to hit the shots. You know, right. so a lot of times at the net, people are just kind of their feet are just kind of straight across, right? And and they don't move, right? And they don't to, to get in position to, you know, dink the ball with a little more touch, with a little more angle, a little more spin and stuff like that. They're just kind of just standing there glued to the to the court. To the ground. And, you yes. know, the ground strokes, they're not, you know, they're not positioned properly to hit a good ground stroke. Is that something you work on with your players? I do. Something that we work on is like follow the ball. Like wherever the ball goes, you go and you move. Like most of the time you move with your partner. So if you want to try to be like core positioning is huge. If you're in a good position, most likely you're going to be hitting a good shot. 
So moving with your partner, following the ball. I just had a clinic uh, yesterday with Colin Jones. He came to oh, our wow. club. It, yeah. was, it was really good. And he said, um, you got to bring the gold retriever on you. Follow the ball. You're going to okay. be like a golden retriever. So wherever the ball goes, you go. So you, it doesn't have to be like you have to take like four or five steps. It's just maybe taking one step or two steps towards the angle of the ball. So you cut the angles and you're going to be in a better position. So that that was like the yeah the clinic was amazing. Sounds yeah, like I, I, I agree 100 with everything Rodrigo said. In fact, because I know he coaches way more than me, when I have an event or something, I'm like, Rodrigo, um, give me a drill. Yes, <laughs> yeah. 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 Rodrigo, tell me, tell, talk to me here. Talk. To me, you know? So yeah, everything so, he, he said, it's 100 percent right, which I do a lot too. And yeah, go ahead, please. Sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. Um, so as we had mentioned, we do have our tournament next week and this is going to be our very first tournament and we're super excited. I'm also partly nervous as well, but maybe you two can give us some tips on the best way to warm up for our matches. Okay. Yes. To, to warm up, uh, we'll set you two playing together. Yes, we we're going to yeah. play. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. So I would say the warm up, well, you start with the regular dinging, just straight ahead um after that you, one of you can stay at the kitchen line and the other one can go back to the baseline so you start warming up third shot drops yep. okay and then after that you move up to the mid court what people call it like uh no man's land but it's actually not the transitioning zone yeah. so you start there you stay there and then you warm you go you drop in the kitchen a few times just to have the the rhythm but on that one Whoever is staying, whoever is staying at the kitchen line, like don't be too nice. Make it a little challenging. Okay. When you are the known ball uh, at the transition, <laughs> yeah. and then switch sides, switch sides, and the other person goes back, and the same thing. And then after that, you can do volley to volley, so you warm up fast hands, everything taking the ball, everything out of the air, and then serves and return. Don't be too nice on the volley to volley either. Yeah. yeah. Well, at the beginning you can be a little nice, and then you can start speeding it up. Well, I don't. I don't want her to like take my eye out. You know? <laughs> I don't think you're the one that's worried. Not before the match starts, you know, we got we got six or seven matches to get through. Like, you can't take me out. Is this the first time? First time you guys are playing together, or we played once together at in a reality television show about pickleball. Oh wow! And so we played in a in a kind of a tournament, but it was kind of filmed, so it's a little bit staged and that type of thing. Uh, so this is the first real tournament that we're playing in together as a McDonald's. Well, we've we played yeah. together just kind of pickup games. And, you know, yeah, we try to get some practice. practice in and we always try to, you know, go play against players that are a little better than us to help us elevate. Yeah. yeah. So we haven't experienced a lot of winning yet. <laughs> we're really good at losing though. That, that's okay. That's okay. That's it. There's no losing, only learning. <laughs> yeah. I really had to work on my sportsmanship. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. if people want to find more information about all of your clothing line, your teaching, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? So our Instagram, we're pretty active on Instagram. Our Instagram is kinser.brand. They can also find us on our website, which is kinser.com. Uh, we have a TikTok account also when we just post videos of us playing or our ambassadors playing. 
and Facebook page also, our Facebook page is Kinsar. So, and you can buy our products on all, all those platforms. So all those platforms are linked to our website and so you can buy everything directly from there. Go and check us out. Yeah, and I want to make sure everybody knows Kinzer is spelled K-I-N-Z-S-E-R. So when you're yes. looking them up, K-I-N-Z-S-E-R. Yes. Thank you so much for being on with us today. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Thank you, guys. And thank you for joining us at Third Shot, where Bridget and I will continue to share our pickleball journey. A special thanks to Rodrigo and Eric from Kinzer Brand. We will have a link at thirdshotpodcast.com to their site, and you can take a look at all of their fantastic products. Support this show by subscribing, and we promise to have more amazing guests like Rodrigo and Eric in future episodes. Let's continue to share our enjoyment for the game and grow the pickleball community. See you next time at Third Shot Podcast.